Oh, God, it's already gone off the rails. What is the point? (laughs) No, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm Alex, here with my co-host. Jamie, just Jamie. Just Jamie. There you go. No need for a surname. That's all we need. And we have an absolutely stacked show today with all your favourite content from a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) And some from yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, we're very on the ball with some things, and uh, yeah, with other things less so. So yeah, we will be running down the um, uh, Usyk Joshua two big boxing match last night, uh, and then we will of course be taking a journey through our what, what has become our favourite segment, our most famous segment. Um, what in the whole of mankind have we been watching? That was sort of an all-in-one. That was intro and agenda all, all ran down in a blink of an eye. And honestly, we know where the talent is. <laughs> it's in you the, do uh... ev- you do everything. <laughs> you intro the show consistently at a high quality. You run down the agenda. You edit the thing. And we do every every week. We, every episode we run down the agenda. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Just go back and listen to previous episodes. <laughs> and Can just I recommend check. And if you f- Desert Island Dicks? <laughs> that was a good one. But yeah, if you do find an episode with where we haven't ran down the agenda, uh, that is an anomaly. So please do report it to us. We can go back and correct that. Uh, email us at behold. Uh, no, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> We're not built for this. You can email beholdmankindpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at beholdmankind. Whee! Isn't that right, Jamie? Uh, I think so. Good. Okay. Big boxing match last night. Uh, from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Rage on the Red Sea. <laughs> I was about to. What a bad title. <laughs> Should we start with the bad title? I was about to read out the full title, which is Joshua versus Usyk 2, Rage on the Red Sea. <laughs> I don't... I mean, I get it, right? They're I mean, near they're the Red Sea. They're on the coast of, of Saudi Arabia in Jeddah, where actually there's a, um, there's a really big shopping mall it's huge and um, they often well, I don't know how often I don't partake but my understanding is it's often the car park is converted into um, public beheading nice quite quite, quite a lot so I should have called it bloody rage on the dead sea <laughs> yeah although the dead sea is in a different place yeah that's yeah, a good point but, I should have um, called it bloody bloody rage in a <laughs> Rage in a horrible place. <laughs> rage in a dusty people. desert. Sort of monarchical fundamentalist hellscape. <laughs> what a great place to go and have a little fight. Mm. I cannot believe... <laughs> I can't believe there wasn't booing or shots when um, the nas- two countries' national anthems were played. Yeah, that was all very, very strange. Um and also, I feel like that was a little bit unfair because, you know, because ours uh, is shit. Is well, yeah, but also, <laughs> ours is very polarizing. And also, like, what does the national anthem give to AJ? A sense of pride? Probably not. He was probably indifferent. But well, what does Usyk's national anthem give to him? Now he wants to go and fight people. <laughs> He wants to defend the homeland, well, and he's defending, you know, a, a, 
a country currently in crisis. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so when he so when his national anthem plays, it's like oh wow, yeah, we've got to stand with Ukraine. And when ours plays, it's like oh, at, oh Britons. <laughs> yeah, it's like old colonialism. Oh Ooh. dear. Imagine um, you know t- yeah two national anthems, one representing colonialism, the other representing being defensive against an invader. <laughs> Well, you asked what AJ got out of it, and my first note I've written here is even AJ looks annoyed at them playing the national anthems before the fight. <laughs> and like most countries, Ukraine has a much better anthem than us. Yeah. I would say, in general, AJ looked much better than the first fight. Sure. He was more composed. Um, he was um, getting to different levels much more effectively, and his movement was actually really good. Um Unfortunately, Usyk is just a much better boxer, enough. much faster. Um, he doesn't like have supreme knockout power. He won't get you with one big left, but he'll just weigh you down and weigh you down and weigh you down, throw combos, move out the way of your big punches, and win on decision. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I thought would happen, mm. and that's exactly um, what I put my money on. Oh, good. Congratulations. And then I lost it all on Usman, so, you know. (laughs) I did see that that clip of uh, him being knocked out. Yeah. I mean, I'm super happy for Leon Edwards, but we're not talking about that. As we just discovered here live, um, Fury is, I mean, out of retirement. I don't know if he was ever really in retirement. I don't think anyone believed he was in retirement. No. Um, But, yeah, he seems to... His comments uh, were that the fight was a, a bit rubbish and he could wipe the floor with both guys. So, I agree with none of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was a bad fight. I thought it was a very good technical boxing match. Though, but you know, that's that's one of the things I see. All the casuals who come out every time AJ fights were like, "Oh, that was we a waste of money." Out. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no one got knocked out. And it's like, no, but it was a fantastic display of like, yeah. boxing, technical boxing. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've, I just made very brief notes because uh, there are twelve rounds, Ugh, and no one even got knocked out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but, a lot easier when there's just five and there's like <laughs> elbows and and leg kicks and stuff. Okay, I'll just speed through my notes here. Uh, where did we get up to? Oh, okay, this isn't. <laughs> I mean, this is just rude. I don't know why I wrote it, but uh, and I know he's been doing it. I know he's been alive for a thousand years and he's been doing it for a hundred years. But Michael Buffer has lost his passion and should just retire with his millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, oh, and welcome to the ring, AJ <laughs> Anthony Joshua. He didn't even say, hailing from London, well, eighteen stone. He's heavy, um, but we'll, we'll get on, we'll get onto that too. Right. I'm sure it's it's been said before, but it's so funny that it used to be like in the in the 90s. It was like Michael Buffer was the man, and then Bruce Bruce Buff, Buffer was just his like weird little oh like he okay he does stuff too, but now it's like <laughs> Bruce Buffer is insanely good, and, yeah uh, yeah, and there's Michael Buffer. Um, <sighs> Bless him. Good, good luck, no pressure, says the referee. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. That is very funny. Uh, round three, they both start landing really hard shots. 
round four. This one, it looked, it looked like AJ started to get a bit tired because he was moving slower and he was consistently missing uppercuts. Mm. Um, and there was a big shot from Usyk, but then a flurry from AJ to to end the round. It was you know starting to heat up a bit. Uh, round five, there was a low blow from AJ, but Usyk was just having a great time. He just walked away and smiled, and then when he was punching him later, he was just having, he was he was laughing, just having a great time. Um, round eight, they have to dry the ring, and AJ. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Apparently, so amateur. <laughs> apparently, it had to happen uh, earlier in the night as well. I didn't watch the undercard. Yeah, it happened in the fight before them as well. And I think it's honestly, it's just, it's an advertisement. Like, stop making the fights about money and money only. Get a proper ring. Get somewhere that knows how to put on a boxing event. Don't just stick it in the desert and pay all the fighters loads of money and make it difficult for spectators to get there. It's a bit of a joke. like, And that's beside the fact that it's a regime that has horrific human rights yeah. abuses. But, you know, I suppose some people might say boxing is a human right abuse. Ooh. Round nine, uh, AJ absolutely, like, I don't know, he just woke up. I don't know what happened. Uh, he has Usyk on the run. A much, much, much better round from him. Uh, but then, round ten, Usyk came out hot. Uh, round 11 was pretty equal and at this point uh, I mean Usyk pretty much had the advantage on points and it was quite, it was clear that for the last round AJ needed to do something big mm. uh, he didn't do something big and Usyk he tried to points. rugby tackle him at one point in the 12th didn't he <laughs> ah, I don't know he was like he was his legs were failing him and he went to clinch and he just sort of fell into him oh yeah and he, then he like bounced back off the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> looks quite spectacular. Um, yeah, uh, Usyk wins by split decision. So mm. there you go. There you I, go, everyone. That's what everyone thought, the, and then the it sp- happened. The split decision is such a credit to AJ. To be fair, because yeah. for him to get a split decision against Usyk is still an incredible, an incredible feat, given how one-sided it looked like the fight was. Um, well, yeah, I that's think- what I was going to say. I mean, do you, do you? I think um, we, don't, was, we don't want to go too much into this, but do you agree? <laughs> um, I th- I think I think it's a fair it's a fair result. Um, it it's strange to me that it was the Yank that gave it to AJ. I don't mm-hmm. know whether he thought that he needs to overcompensate. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I think it's something to do with in America they like to give you points for being in control in of control. the fight. I've heard that before somewhere. Yeah. Um, so if you're on the front foot. If you're um, dominating, if you're making the other person defend, which is kind of what was happening for the majority of the fight, because Usyk doesn't want to get hit by a big right from Joshua, mm. so he's moving out the way, he's being evasive, which is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> um, whereas, like um, the Brit, uh, the Ukrainian, the more European style, is to try and you know that you score hits, like scoring hits, like not deflections not um slips not when you hit the guard but like when you connect properly and that's a scoring hit so by scoring like that you give it to Usyk by scoring by control I guess you give it to to Joshua Hmm. well there you have it I mean yeah as I mean as as we've said 
much better performance from AJ. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, as as an amateur analyst, I agree. Usyk uh, was the clear winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had another tiny bit of interference. I mean, it's nothing. Uh, maybe you're being hacked by the Saudi <laughs> government. They've had enough of our shit, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you call us <laughs> our fundamentalist <laughs> Sandy Hellscape? Sandy. Sandy. That's what yeah. we called him. Um, yeah, and then just as a little epilogue I've written, uh, the, the commentators begin to dish out their opinions on a potential fury return, like they're two idiots theorising on a podcast no one listens to, at which point I turned it off. You te- oh God. So you missed the AJ speech? I did. What did he oh, speech about? My goodness me. This is why you don't give athletes microphones after their sporting <laughs> events. Um, especially when you lose. I mean, not only has he been in the ring with one of the best heavyweights in the world, being punched up and and being moved about, so he's knackered, but also I reckon he's probably got concussion. I think the first thing you should do is go and, like, give them a brain scan and see if they're bleeding on the brain. You should give them medical attention, and then you can have a... That's what the post-fight press conference is for, yeah let them they decompress don't, they don't need to give their immediate thoughts after just being battered absolutely not because after the decision AJ goes to Yusuke and goes oh I've, I've got oh, I can't remember exactly but it was like I've got character and heart I'm more sk- you're not skilled how did you win and then he like threw two of the belts out of the ring stormed oh off like he was going to the to his dressing room or whatever then squared up to a, a fan in the crowd and then came back to the ring and started like going oh Newsick's a great champion like the stuff going on in Ukraine I don't know what's going on in Ukraine um, uh, I don't even know what he called it but it was bad and I was just like who has seen him get going on in Ukraine <laughs> Uh, yeah, something like that. He, ca- he, he called it like um, unrest. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> a disagreement. <laughs> yeah. And it was very embarrassing. It's funny because the whole time Yusik doesn't speak English. So, like, <laughs> he just doesn't know what AJ's saying. But he was like, oh, I don't know what's going on in Ukraine, but like, for him to like come here and beat me, like, I'm really good at boxing. <laughs> <laughs> But he beat me, so he must have worked hard. And I'm just like, what? What I get? Like, oh, I've genuinely. Everyone on Twitter was like, oh, sore loser. I'm thinking, somebody give him medical attention. He's clearly not okay. Yeah, all very strange. And I don't understand why they gave him the mic. They saw him cuss out Usyk in his face. Well, again, Usyk doesn't know what he's saying. Then throw two of the belts out, square up to a fan, and go, right, time to give him the microphone. What? No, Stop it was it. it was bad. It was very very again amateur amateur um, presentation a- event Am- hosting. amateur event yeah yeah dreadful. So yeah, I mean I a lot of people don't think want to say we could put on a better show, but I feel said, like the, we could. The Behold Mankind <laughs> tournament is coming. Yes, your buy-in is fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Winner gets a Freddo, and we keep the rest of the money. <laughs> and you know, if you keep that Freddo, be well worth 
over you know, <laughs> 50 million, a cool 50 million in about three with, years yeah, when they're the, the only currency. Oh, hyperinflation, eh? Hey. Hyperinflation hey. in the 20s. Oh, no, we've seen this one before. <laughs> uh, How do no. we, where do we go from here? Do we want to well, see Fury fight Usyk? I want to see Fury fight Usyk. I want to see Fury fight both of them in the same night <laughs> <laughs> in the same ring I want to see a freeway the first time ever oh, just yeah. do it you cowards if we put on an event <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah um, no, I'd love to see Fury fight again like you said before you, you hinted at it nobody thought he was retired <laughs> his last fight was so easy and he, he hasn't got all the he wants all the belts he that's wants what, all the belts what so, he's well, so he's got to fight Usyk but I know he doesn't mm -hmm. well, I don't know if he doesn't want to yeah, I think he just doesn't... I, I don't think, think anyone want wants to. to fight Usyk. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight Usyk. No, but it's the stare. <laughs> but it's also like... I think Fury's very good at winding people up. He can't wind yeah, Usyk he can't up because do he doesn't him, speak he English. He can't have any back and forth with him. <laughs> no. Um, and it's also like... You know, he calls himself a warrior and no doubt in my mind that he is one of the hardest men on the planet he is an incredible boxer he's a champion and an unbelievable athlete but you know Usyk's really good as well like that's why I'd like to see the fight that's why exactly They're bo they both move well but then Fury's got the height and the reach so it's like how would it and, how would it go down? What would and happen? Like, and like they uh, pointed out, the the round that AJ won uh, of this fight was the round where he was sort of bullying him, as they mm. kept saying, with his you know with 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 his size advantage, his yeah. slight size advantage. So, but then to to then have Fury go up against Usyk, you know, he the thought is he could maybe bully him and move out the way. Yeah, he's Oof. big and he's big and fast. So he'd, he'd make a good boxer. Well, yeah, then, do you know what? He should try that. He should try it out. He should try out that boxing lark. I think he'd be quite good at it. So yeah, I'd be mad. I'd up mm. for Fury versus either of them, or as you say, both yeah. in the same night. Ideally, do you think? Which way do you think it would go? Oh, I don't know. I I like to think. Well, I don't know because Usyk is really good. Mm. I I think Fury could beat AJ, and I've thought. I mean, I've thought that since, you know, <laughs> since we talked about uh, that super fight that now probably won't happen, but maybe. Could. Yeah. I, I think definitely, and especially with this loss, I think definitely Fury could could and would beat AJ. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I don't know about Usyk. I don't know. He's really good. <laughs> it's it's hard, isn't it? I feel like in a trilogy fight, Fury could. You know, uh, if he, I if was he had to say Usyk, <laughs> really, <laughs> if they kept going and Usyk kept learning, well, it's like, um, well, this is the thing: is like if, if when you saw Fury after twelve rounds with with Wilder hmm. had a game plan and absolutely dismantled him. Yeah, well, so if you that, gave Fury twenty four yeah. rounds with Usyk, but again, like you say, if you give Usyk twenty four rounds with Fury, surely they're both going to figure each other out. Yeah, because that's that's not, yeah that's that's not fair of me to say because to be I had it in my mind that. Fury is just like naturally good, whereas Usyk is. I mean, obviously also naturally good, but he also like learns and gets better. But mm. I mean, we've seen uh, to your point, we've seen Fury <laughs> get better because uh, he is very intelligent. Yeah, um, and he did. Yeah, as as you say, he like 
well, I mean, oh, what? How did the trilogy with with Wilder go? I mean, the first he one he clearly lost. beat him, <laughs> but because he got knocked down twice, it was a draw. Yeah, second and time he beat him, but it was sort of a fluke. fluke he it, he, he had a battered split him in. because he exploded his ear, and yeah. they threw in the towel for they, so they TKO for fighter and safety. Then, and then they and went, then oh, that was just fight. fluky. And then in the third fight, he absolutely he him. dismantled him. Okay. I'm changing my pick. I think Fury, in a trilogy, <laughs> in a trilogy, Fury would come up, come out on top. I feel like I feel like that's the way I'd go. But that's not to say Usyk couldn't couldn't beat him by decision in in at any given twelve rounds. Yeah. It's almost um, like we, they should just run the fight. Yeah, <laughs> we can see what actually happens. Frank Frank Warren, get it get it done. Send the contract. When would this be though? Because Usyk needs to recover. Would it be early next year? And would Fury have like a, a warm up fight beforehand? Because it, like, Dillian White was February, that was, right? That was a warm down fight. Um, yeah, and yeah. that that wasn't very difficult, really. No, <laughs> he um, didn't make it seem difficult. But he did retire afterwards, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what does does Fury fight AJ as a warm up? <laughs> <laughs> Beats him in two rounds. <laughs> oh. Do you know what? Do that at Wembley as a warm-up, and then you can have your money fight in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I'd go to Wembley to see AJ Fury with the hype significantly lessened mm-hmm. than it was two it'd be years great. It'd ago. Be, it'd be like a private viewing. There'd be no one else there. <laughs> We'd be there. <laughs> We'd be commentating. <laughs> Uh, we've been doing some good commentators here but actually I just have to run to the ring for a second to do the introductions <laughs> <laughs> Michael Buffer has retired yeah. and do you know what we'd get Mike Bisping as oh, well it'd that. be me you and Bisping good okay well on to our famous segment uh, what in the whole of mankind have we been watching do you want to do the jingle <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah I don't know. Do we have it? Can we please cut that out? I don't. Want <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like thinking about me doing that. I mean, I wasn't just, in a good place. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, our, our famous segment: What in the whole of mankind have we been watching? Uh, what have you watched? I watched Nope. It's, what did you like about it, and why should I watch it? It's uh, the third film by Jordan Peele who um, a lot of people um, really controversial. like Controversial. Controversial director, because he, yeah. he has, Cause he has he's he black. talks about race. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. It's mental that that's a thing that oh, it annoys me. Anyway, um, a lot of people loved Get Out. Us was uh, very divided. A lot of people really liked it. A lot of people really didn't like it. And most people who watched it didn't get it. Um <laughs> Very similar thing with Nope, except it's less like the people who like film are divided and most people didn't get it. Most of the people who like film liked this movie and then the rest of the people that watched it didn't get it. Um, you feel confident in, essence, in saying that? I feel very confident in saying that. Okay. Very confident indeed. I feel like if you went into this film expecting Get Out then you're a fool. Um, pay attention to the promotion material and the trailers, and you still don't get what you bargained for. But it's a great, fi- it's it's 
wonderfully crafted so beautifully crafted <clears throat> the cinematography is exceptional the attention to detail is exceptional the acting is sublime <laughs> I really really liked this movie very very much um, the plot uh, is centred around a black family who are animal wranglers for Hollywood so they train horses and then have those horses perform in films, television, advertisement in Hollywood. Um, and then there's aliens. <laughs> and then there's aliens. So if you watch the trailer, it's very clear that there's something to do with something that's in the sky. And you can very quickly assume that it, it looks like aliens. Um, oh. In essence, there's just very strange happenings at this ranch. Uh, some, a very odd sequence of events occurs, and they are trying to film this very strange thing that they keep seeing so that they can uh, become famous and rich for being the first people to capture good UFO footage. Not the grainy stuff that the US Navy released, like proper high quality proof that there's an, an, an extraterrestrial um, uh, thing on Earth. Um, and that is essentially the entire plot. And that's all you really need, is it's it's that journey. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's so many layers and so many <laughs> themes. It's very In previous films, it was very easy to sort of figure out what Jordan Peele was trying to talk about and whether you liked the way that he went about that or not, whether you thought it was good or, or not um, didn't really matter because everyone understood the subject matter, everyone thought they, they knew what he was trying to do with this one, there's so many different things that he's trying to talk about or that it seems that he's trying to talk about that it can, I, I suppose that's why a lot of people didn't like it because they might see it as incoherent or confusing or, because when you ask the question about this film, what is Jordan Peele trying to say? And you try and narrow it down to one thing, then it doesn't make any sense because yeah. there's multitudes of things that are going on. And I just, I, I love that. I love the way <laughs> that he's able to talk about many different things, get many different layers in there. And as I've already mentioned, the attention to detail is incredible. And going back and looking at the promotion material, the posters, the trailers, having seen the film, you start to pick up on things that were innocuous and that now you're like, oh my God, they already told me exactly what was going on. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Well, it's my uh, favourite of the Jordan Peele films. I said it. It's my favourite. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, looking forward to seeing it now. Uh, do you think a person who liked Get Out but didn't like Us would enjoy mm -hmm. Nope? And then separately, do you think me knowing me would like Nope? I think that if you enjoyed Get Out and you are a fan of film in general 
as well as enjoying analyzing film then Which you, you will should like do nope. if you if you're listening to this podcast yeah then you'll like nope and i think you specifically will really really enjoy it well there we go when oj the the main well i say the main character i feel like emerald is also a main character the co-main um played by the very talented daniel kaluuya who we love um, who we absolutely love and who first appeared in Jamie's music video, uh, Blam. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll link you to that afterwards. It's, it's brilliant. Um, he, the first time he encounters this thing in a capacity more than a slight observation, because um, that's how it starts. It's like he thinks he's seen something, he's not sure. The first time that it becomes absolutely evident to him what's going on, his reaction is exactly what I'd do. No, I, I, absolutely not. No way. I'm not. I don't want to be involved. No, thank you. That is exactly what what goes on, and uh, that is what I believe uh, Jordan meant the title to be. Inspired the title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, people are like not of planet Earth, which is fine because it kind of makes sense. I get it. Um, nope, <laughs> is longer. And when I saw the running time, I was like, oh, God, can I be bothered? But it's so gripping that you don't notice. Well, that's um, good to hear. But please, for the love of God, pay attention. Yeah. It's not a film that you can sleepwalk through. Our next favourite black creator, <laughs> Donald Glover. <laughs> so everyone introduces him. <laughs> we have, of course, watched season three of Atlanta... Just in uh, time for season four, the by the trailer way. For it's season coming out very four. soon. Trailer for season four has been released. I believe they were just filmed back to back in one lump. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be good to see how season four carries on. I believe it's releasing later this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. The, the fourth and final season, we should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last one. I cannot wait to... Um, I mean, I don't want it to finish, but since it will finish and it's only four seasons long with a limited amount of episodes in each season, I think it would be very possible for us to um, do a little video where we <laughs> rank every episode. That would be great, to be fair. There's <laughs> only like 40 to go through. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a bit pain. I mean, I don't know. I think we'd enjoy it. I don't know yeah. if anyone else would enjoy it. Get ready for that six-hour special <laughs> coming at the uh, on the day of the season finale of season four. Or maybe we can just rank the seasons and, and also talk about specific yeah. episodes. But for now, should we Controversially, talk about... Controversially, I'll put winter first. There you go. That's my favourite season. Wow. True. Oh, wow. Oh, maybe why, that's why there's only four seasons, because there's only four oh, seasons shit. in real life. Oh, oh shit, shit. Donald Is that why the first two are so similar? Because spring and summer, and then the next two are going to be autumn and winter. Oh, oh my god. god. Film back to back. Are they going to be the same it? vibe? <laughs> wow. Or maybe it's because it's there's this four stages of cancer and Donald Glover wants to kill it off. Wow. Anyway. Or maybe it's because he was only in four seasons of community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's our six seasons in a movie, Donald? Where's our movie, Donald and Dan? Stop doing Rick and Morty. No yeah, one stop cares doing Rick anymore. and Morty and stop doing Atlanta. Oh, he stopped doing. He stopped it, oh, guys. He stopped, he stopped doing, doing Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh my no. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! None of the others are doing anything. Yeah, they, I know they, they haven't do done it. anything since. Community. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Except what's the name of the IT guy? 
Oh. He's what? also in The Thing. <laughs> oh. He uh, was Wait, The Thing. What? He was a young man when he was in The Thing. You know the original The Thing? The, when they're in the Arctic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's in that. He's also in Nope. That's Who, the link I was going to make. guy? What? Keith David. Oh. Yeah. Bloody... I mean, yeah, I guess he's he's a, he's a tech guy, but he doesn't tech like work for the school. I was oh, thinking of sorry. someone that like work for the school. Anyway, yeah, he does. He's also um, in Armageddon. Apparently, he's in loads of things. He's he, he does he does a lot of voice acting. He's been in like BoJack Horseman, obviously. Um, oh, he's the know. president in Rick and Morty, isn't he? Yeah, sure. Oh, it's just because he sounds like like he can do a Darth Vader voice, and they also <laughs> they address that in Community. They're like <laughs> going to do a Star Wars thing. It's like, oh, I couldn't find a good. Darth Vader impersonator, whereas he's standing next to Keith David. So that, that's pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, he's in Nope. He's in Nope. Oh, I can't wait. Why did Why did we meant Why did Why did I mention Keith David? Because Because you were Because we were talking about who who the castle community who have been doing stuff since Community ended. Oh yeah, and it was him. He's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, fantastic. We'll look forward to that movie then. Um, but yes, season three. Of Atlanta, what do you think? I thought it was fantastic. I also thought it was extremely different, yeah, from the first two. But I really liked that. Yeah, I like that it was different. I like the new locations. I like the new looks for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the Keith Stanfield is still <laughs> my favourite. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I've got written down. I love Darius more than ever. I hope season four has uh, an alternate reality episode where they actually go and do that that original blueprint secret room thing <laughs> I don't know whether you remember yeah. that yeah I do I which, which episode attack. was it yeah 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 um, I, I, I hope that uh, that they get to do that because that looked very cool and I was very much with Darius on that one well I, I hope they <laughs> I'm just now remembering like Small things like remember, remember, what was that was the annoying guy's name like socks, socks or something? Yeah, remember, he like hid someone's phone or something, uh, yeah, they just never, he never fa- came up again. Nope, absolutely not. They got but rid of it, it in season four, maybe. I mean, I'm glad that he got they got rid of him to be honest, and I kind of like that they didn't ever address it at all. I thought no, it was but, wonderful. But, I mean, they still might, though. That's what I'm worried about. I'm wondering who yeah. will... It'll be revealed that he's still, like, hanging out with them in season four. And then yeah. But I hope not, because I feel like the seasons are mostly disconnected. But because mm-hmm. this one was filmed back-to-back, um, you yeah. know, I don't know what's going to happen. The only thing that I can liken it to in tone change is Westworld. Sure. Um, in Westworld, the first two seasons are very similar. They're centered around one particular location and one particular idea, and then season three for them is a complete change. Um, sure. Whilst bringing characters through from previous, which is exactly what happens here, and I thought it was excellent. I really liked that there were some episodes that didn't include the characters whatsoever, uh, and they I were was just say, there was anecdotes like, about other things. We had we had a lot of like. Like you could call them like anthology episodes in this one, where like we sort of had that before, where it goes off and focuses on one person, but it is normally mm-hmm. one person of the main cast or you know someone 
in in that circle. Yeah. Whereas with all, all like in in season two, they did one episode where it was a flashback to when one of them was younger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they've done that before, but then in this one, there's what like three or four episodes just focusing on random people. Yep. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. And which was your favorite of those, by the way? Do you oh off the top of your head? I can't do it. I like the funeral one. Yeah, uh, Trini to the Bone. Trini to the Bone. But actually, I can't do it off the top of my head. Let me yeah, get the list I think up. that was my favourite, to be honest. I didn't like the young boy one, which I think was the first episode of the season. Yeah, I that was very I odd. I dislike it. It was just a bit, you know, whatever. I'm, I think it was a weird one to start the season I on. I absolutely loved that it was the start of the season. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I just, I loved the complete tone change and having absolutely nothing to do with the main characters. I was sure. like, this is excellent. Because it's for me, it's like it makes the statement: we're going to do more of this stuff, and you're going to be fucking pleased about did. it. They and they did, and it was wonderful. Um, and they they really try and explore the idea of of blackness and what it means to be black throughout these, like uh, especially more so in the in the anthologies um, episodes, as you, as you as you've titled them. Titled them, perhaps um, incorrectly. That might not be what anthology means, but um, I, I I'm fine with it. I I, I don't. It means disconnected stories like under the same banner, right? Yeah, and, and they all seem are. to have uh, this theme of like, what is blackness? What does it mean to be black? Because yeah. you had the the black and white one, the Emmy bait one, as it was described <laughs> in the in the description. <laughs> That's the one I was trying to remember, but I've just got the list up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah where fantastic. there was that point made by the what was clearly a, a white kid um, towards a uh, someone from Africa, where it was like. Oh, but you're not really black because you know you're 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 black from a different country. So you have like uh, an identity and like uh, uh, ethnic roots that you can trace, and so you're not really black in the sense of black Americans are black. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know. But yeah, I'm just so yeah. We've the, the anthology episodes. We've got three slaps, which is the, the first one. Um, we've got the big payback, which is mm-hmm. the one with the the white businessman who. Has that to... was amazing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. I loved the. Uh, it starts out so eerily, mm. um, with the you know you don't know what's 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 going on with him. Yeah, um, who's following him? And then yeah. it's just, what what's her name? Laquisha. Yeah, some some. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Do, I want to say was well, some stereotypical potentially racist name but to be honest they made the show so it's fine <laughs> um and then we have yeah trinity to the bone and uh the night the, the black and white one uh, yeah i think uh trinity to the bone is my is my favorite mm-hmm. um yeah that that also had like an eerie feel like when it kept they kept getting the yeah, package the, delivered the package it was very odd yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of weirdness and did and did you you know, at the end, so you've watched the finale now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that last episode was very strange. That was that was a very strange episode. It, do you know what you whole. could you could you could say it was surreal, which I think is the <laughs> overarching theme for the entirety of Atlanta. Sure. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get on to my favorite episode of this series in just a minute. Um, but yeah, just talking about the finale. Yeah, so you know the picture he looks at at the end. Yeah. Did you did you recognise who that was that he was looking I, at? I didn't. I didn't either, and I had to look it up. Um, it was the white version of himself from the big payback. 
that you know that guy called Don called um Ern, yeah, who who tries to like um, encourage the guy that was having to make the payments, but then he goes out and shoots himself. Oh in the shit! Pool. Yeah, yeah, it was that guy. That was that oh, was who the picture was. But it was delivered to regular Ern. Yeah, a different Ernest Marks. Yeah. So, so is weird. that him? Conf- <laughs> is that him confirming that that's what happened in this universe? I don't Do you know. reckon that's why Paperboy's got so much money, or is it the tour? Is it the fact that he's becoming a successful artist, or is it a fact that they live mm. in a universe where they got they get um, whatever those payments were called? Yeah, like. I mean, I, w- I want to call them what? What was it? Um, Re- Redmond money, Redmond payments. All right, from West. No, Watchmen. Oh right, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that? What? Did, what's the yeah, name of the actor of. that was the president? Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> oh god, that's dreadful of us to forget. But the idea was <laughs> Look, he a had exa- going on in Watchmen. <laughs> he, he had exactly the same policy in that um, there were going to be retrospective payments. Yeah. For yeah. slavery. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting because you think you first think. Oh, they're they're on tour, so they're clearly much more successful than they were. They've got more money because they're you know going on tour. They're selling records and stuff. But, but if that's that the episode. case, and you see that, you go well, maybe they really do live in a world where there were um, retroactive payments. Yeah, made. maybe. So you see that one episode where he's meant to do a tour, and then he just bails on it, and it's like fair enough because. <laughs> The people yeah. in the front row have like blackface on or something, um, so it's like. But but throughout that episode and throughout the series, Paperboy just seems like he doesn't really want to be doing it. Mm. Um, so you've got to, you know, you do wonder like, is that <laughs> is that what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Is he actually on tour? Yeah. So I don't know. So, what's your favorite episode from of season? season three? My favourite episode of season three is still uh, New Jazz, which is wonderful. Where, to read the description on Disney Plus, is where Al and Darius walk around Amsterdam. Psh, I can make a better show than this. <laughs> uh, but yes, they walk around Amsterdam. Uh, I think they get separated. Paperboy meets a. A, I guess a fan. It's just like a crazy woman, but she's having a, it's just having a great time. She takes him around Amsterdam. They end up in a bar with Liam Neeson, <laughs> who goes on a, a rather interesting monologue. Remember. Yeah, because he got called out for racial remarks, and then like Paperboy's trying to connect with him, and then Liam goes, "Oh, well, you know, I stand by it or whatever." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, okay, that's weird." And then the end of the episode is he's he's taken far too many drugs and he's um, hot, hot yeah, like curled up in a doorway, uh, tripping out, and which is exactly what exactly you see. what he saw at the yeah. start of the episode. And he said to his friend, or his friend said to him, "Oh, you don't want to end up like that." Mm-hmm. But he did end up like that. How bloody surreal, if you ask me. Very very cool episode. And uh, also the first time uh, uh, time travel has been introduced. In well, the is it time travel or was the whole thing a trip? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't wow. know. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say. No, 
Do you did you enjoy New Jazz? I loved New Jazz. It's my I'm second glad. favorite episode. Um, f- it was, it was, it seemed like it was trying to explore celebrity. Okay. And um, his tour guide through this whole weird trip, whatever it was, I can't remember what her, the character's name was, yeah, or no. who, who the. Um, we don't know the actor was. or the character. Yeah. Um, but so just, they did a phenomenal job. So for now, job. just that woman. They did a phenomenal job. Um, yeah. They were trying to convince Al that the music industry was out to get him. Everyone who was around him was out to get him as well. And how he was like generating the cash. And he was like, oh, no, that can't be the case. It's family around me. And then he starts to believe it, starts to think it. And the first thing one of the first things he asks um, Ern when he wakes up is who owns my masters expecting it to be the music company which is the case with so many artists and that's where a lot of uh, I don't know a couple years ago I'm losing track of time in real life now um, Kanye <gasps> West like had this whole episode. thing yeah anyway, much like in the episode Kanye West had a, had a thing where it was like how are um music companies allowed to own the masters of, of of artists it's unethical and ridiculous and it's like well you sign the contract and blah 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 but it's clear that Ern has Al's best interests at heart because he made sure that he still owned yeah. his masters and stuff and I think that was a really good moment between them two uh, and it brought them closer and it just shows that Ern is really looking out for him because Al has always been a bit doubtful because I mean when Ern fo- first proposed the idea of being his manager it was clearly like Al was already getting big and then mm-hmm. Ern was just looking for a you know a looking for a paycheck yeah. and then they had that I think it was in season 2 they had that moment where they <laughs> they ended up at a frat party and they had what was the big guy's name was it Tyrone or am I being <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> but like he was messing everything up and Owen's view was that he's messing everything up and then Paper, Paperboy was like this this tour is getting messed up you know my career is getting messed up we got to get rid of someone and then Owen's like oh yeah totally we've got to get rid of Tyrone and Paperboy was like no I'm talking about you you're not mm. a good manager which is like and like since then it's it's net sort of and Ern's been doing his best to show that he really he is belongs. a good manager, yeah. and he does believe in his cousin. And so, yeah, and and, and as it you was say, this that was, was a good that moment. epiphany. Yeah, yeah, wonderful, wonderful episode. So I'm glad that happened. For me, what's your I, favorite episode? I are we loved, moving on to that now, or are you still talking about yeah, this one? <laughs> I loved the old man and the tree. Okay, fantastic. Why did you love the old man and the tree? I just I just love high concept shit. What happened in the old man in the tree? Itch. So they they they're in London, which immediately I was always I was like, <laughs> Oh yay, they're in London, look at that. Um they go to a billionaire's house to try and secure investment for something mm-hmm. or to get connections with a billionaire. Ern was talking about like um, oh, we need to go to this guy's house. And Al was like, well, what for? Like, we don't know him. And he's like, well, if you rub shoulders around these people for long enough, you'll get friends, like connections and investment. So it was more like just setting up something for the future. And 
when they're in there, there's various little sort of side plots that go on. Um, Van wasn't with them, but is somehow there, right? If I remember correctly. And that's the theme of the series. <laughs> yeah, Van's just doing her own thing. <laughs> but she keeps bumping into them. Yeah. Um, and with Lakeith, he has like a, an innocuous conversation with um, oh, yes. this woman, which when you're watching it is like, oh, this is, this is cute, this is fine, this is good dialogue, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And then Socks comes over. Oh, it's over. Socks, isn't it? It's the introduction yeah. of Socks. Socks comes over and goes, I can't believe the racism there, man. And then it makes you as a viewer go, wait, which bit was racist? <laughs> and then he's like, Lakeith Stanfield's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what's going on. And then that whole, throughout the whole episode, there's that link and that weave that she said something racist to him. And then everyone gets outraged. And then by the end of it, the whole thing's blowing up. And Socks is like, you know, back in Lakeith Stanfield and everyone's like, you don't, you're a racist, you're a racist. Um, and they end up like, they, she was engaged to, to this business investor or something and now that's been called off and she's crying in the street. And it's, that was all very weird to me, but it like, it, I guess it's highlighting that, that sort of, that, that white guilt. Yeah. Um, sort of, oh if someone says something they are a racist when in fact things can be taken out of context things can be in jest things can't be they're not always serious they don't mean it they're not a racist because they say something yeah but you can the, say yeah you can use terms like you know like oh like person. anime or whatever she said <laughs> but um, yeah she it, it was yeah i mean it's and that's just a side plot <laughs> It's it's so funny though when it's like when we leave that side plot for a minute, go and do some other stuff, and then cut back to it, and he's like in the support group, surrounded by people <laughs> who are all going, "Oh man, what happened to you? That must have been so awful." And then yeah. he's just there, like, "Uh, what?" Yeah. <laughs> and again, Lucky Stanfield is a phenomenal. He's actor. fantastic through all of it. He's so wonderful. But the main thing is is exploring. Um, I think what the old man, this billionaire, is supposed to represent is supposed to represent where Al will end up with fame and money, having more money than he needs to be able to do anything he wants and how that creates a separation from everyone else that doesn't have money because all people will want to do is be there be with you, you for yeah. your money. Yeah. And it's represented by the oldest tree in London, um, which is what he built his palace around. And he lets people come into his palace, not because they're his friends, but because he can afford to, and that's the only way that he gets to interact with people. And I think it's a warning for Al. And I don't think right. Al takes that warning very seriously. Because um, he's still, he's his, that throughout the whole episode, he's concerned about money. Like he's he trying is. to get money back from the guy. The, the, there's a, a sequence with a poker game, um, which I don't like because who the hell <laughs> flops quad aces? It's not fair. I was going to say, you like poker, so you are, of course, going to pick holes in the poker scene. Yeah, they're playing No Limit Texas Hold'em and he flops quad aces and this guy just keeps calling out of position. It makes no sense. Anyway, clearly he's just a billionaire that doesn't know how to play and Al has some... 
I mean, he doesn't even need to be good at poker in that scenario. He bets big with a good hand and the guy keeps calling. Um, but yeah, there was that weird... sort of During this whole sequence, there's like a weird anecdote about a ghost. And it's really interesting because that theme gets picked up in um, Cancer Attack when um, they are talking about... Lakeith Stanfield mentions that he saw a ghost and Al says oh, that was just your reflection. And I think that's really important because that's not only commenting on what's to come in Cancer Attack and in that episode, but what was going on in The Old Man and the Tree. And I think it's really interesting that they've weaved that theme throughout the whole the whole series. Um, oh, yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. I enjoyed the uh, start of Van's... I don't want to call it Descent insanity. Into madness, I guess. <laughs> well, you've just called it that, so sure. Um, it at the start of the path where on which she will end up, where she is in the last episode, yeah. which is complete insanity. I think um, that, but yeah, that highlights surrealism the most. That final episode, yeah. But she has a moment in this episode where she just goes, "I'm just like, it's why am I here? What's happening? I'm just gonna." But I don't want to go back to my mm. boring, horrible life. Um, I'm just going to be here, but I'm going to be mad about it. And, <laughs> and she then just goes she pushed off. a guy in a pool. <laughs> she did. That was so rude. Um, That's yeah, crazy. no, really good episode. Um, just want to talk about some beats from the other, some other episodes within the season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we meant we already mentioned cancer attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously that whole sequence with the fan or yeah. <laughs> whatever, or whatever it is, um, you know, really, you know, creepy at parts, really revealing, really, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a great, great sequence. Um, so that's, I mean, that's really cool. That's a really cool episode. Um, oh, what was I going to? I don't remember which episode it is. I think it might be White Fashion. Is that the one where they're apologising for white people in that fashion house and they take or his pitch out of context yeah. and make a, yeah. a, a holistic advert with it, which is completely not what he was going for. <laughs> that, and that and that is funny. But for the most part, I don't really care about the A plot in that story. But I did like mm. one of the B plots, which is them trying to take Darius to get this very specific food he wanted. Yeah. Do you oh my that? god, that was that what do you know what? That was exceptional because that yeah. is exactly that's just gentrification in London to a T. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. I was so angry. <laughs> I was so angry. And it's not even my culture. It's dreadful. <laughs> Which do you know is exactly what they were commenting on in the old man of the tree. Sure. Um am I allowed to feel upset about it? I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. But yeah, it um, very much reminded me of like something Jamie Adenugo would do because um, th- he had something similar where like he was talking about gentrification of like them shutting down um, his cherished ch- childhood like um, food places that he would go mm-hmm. to when he was young um, and getting rid of them and turning them into coffee shops. But carry on. Well, that was the, I mean that's. I mean, the whole season, as we said, is really good. I mean, it doesn't qu- quite hit the quality of season two for me. 
which we are about to go more in depth on when we talk mm-hmm. about favorite episodes ever. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the season as a whole. As we said, new new location, new um, sort of new everything for the characters, new relationships. Van, Van just becoming distant, but doing yeah. her own thing and it being very entertaining. I mean, do you want to talk about the last episode anymore? I mean, it was kind of oh. it was crazy. <laughs> do you know what? I'm I I just you just love, watched it at the time of recording. Yeah. You just watched the final episode, so actually, give us your. Give us your thoughts as it is the freshest in your mind. I loved that when she's talking at the end, having like come to the conclusion of this crazy sequence of events mm. where she goes, oh, I was just watching Amelie and thought I want to be Amelie. And then I realised, oh my God, she had Amelie's hair the whole time <laughs> and I didn't notice. Uh, I was uh, very surprised I wasn't able to make that reference because for anyone who knows, I love Amelie. I think it's wonderful. It's again a, a it's a surrealist French film, um, surround uh, centered on this girl, this very odd woman um, who goes on a very weird quest. I still don't get it. That's the thing, <laughs> and I think it's very similar sort of vibes and tone to to the final episode. Um, but j- just so I'm clear, because I'm not entirely sure, the the woman that the episode starts with, what was her name? It begins with a P, like... Uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Something. She was the Was woman. she the one she was, from season two who was, was going Van's, out with the NBA player or something? Yeah. She was yeah. Van's friend that tried to take her out, uh, but they end up in a fight because she thinks Van's a failure for not dating oh, was that was that season people. one actually i think was it's that season, season one, yeah, yeah it's season i think one. it's the episode where van then the next goes day, on and fails a drug test yeah 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 but didn't need to lose her job for saying it when they were in fact they didn't have enough funding to actually do the drug Did, test yeah. which i thought was hilarious which by the way was i believe the first certainly the first van centric episode maybe yeah. the first episode that centers on anything other than just Ern or Paperboy mm-hmm. um, but yeah that was a really really good episode as well yeah so it was her I did I think, think it, was, it was I think it was or at least I thought it was her don't know whether that's confirmed but it would make it sense for it to be I think when I was looking at because I had to look up the 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 plot the picture. episode because I needed to know about the picture at the end yeah. and I think it did also say Oh, the friend she met, and it said parentheses from season one. Or yeah, <laughs> but it's it just the same friend. Oh yeah, it was. It was wacky, and it very much summed up. But quite overtly, I mean, in general, there was like the 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 whole allure of the surrealism that you get in Atlanta is that it's mixed with realism. It's like, you know, in 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 general not everything is surreal yeah it's it's sort of dashed in there when you don't expect it or for just a little bit and then you snap back to reality whereas this sort of very much ramped up in surrealism the whole time and you're very much um confused the whole way through as to what's really going on and you you relate quite heavily to this this woman that that van used to know from atlanta because everyone else seems to be going along with it like it's yeah. normal. And we've suddenly got an outside perspective to the to, to what we're feeling, to which what is, what the, the hell is happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just beat a man with a baguette. Yeah. 
and I think it's a wonderful conclusion to the first season and I didn't realise that most of the episodes had post-credit scenes so I'm going to have to go back and watch some of them um, yeah I saw a couple of them that good. <laughs> I thought it was it puts the whole thing in context though it puts the whole season in context okay um, when it shows Ern seeing that picture right oh was that the final shot that was the that was the post credit oh, scene. Oh well, then yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's good. Mm. So uh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, excellent. No, I I mean I, I think with most of them, I did just watch them to the end, and not all of them have have post credits. But no. I so maybe was 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 the person receiving the picture, uh, in Trinity to the Bone was that post credits maybe? Maybe. Anyway, um, so those are our favourite. Uh, episodes and moments from season three but what I want to know from you Jamie yeah. is what is your favourite episode out of the entire th- first three seasons it is still <laughs> <laughs> the world heavyweight champion um, it's still Teddy Perkins, Teddy Perkins. Yeah. I think that is just one of the most incredible pieces of television that you can fit into half an hour or, or whatever it is 25 minutes half an hour yeah this one's actually uh, 35 minutes yeah Teddy Perkins yeah I just I, I still love it I still think that I, it's got everything it's a it's pretty much a bottle episode and I love bottle episodes um in the sense that it's in one location obviously it's not shot like a bottle episode from one camera one perspective and one set yeah. Um, but yeah. it follows it follows only Lakeith Stanfield, which again is another big bonus, and it <laughs> it touches on a lot of really interesting themes, um, subtly and then overtly when it goes through the the <laughs> Hall of Fame of Fathers, and it's just you know Marvin Gaye's dad who shot his his son, and then Michael Jackson's father who was not a nice person, and then it was like w- was it Serena Williams' dad Richard? Oh who, right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Will Smith's film, but we yeah, saw but we what playing that character made Will Smith then do to Chris <laughs> Rock at the Oscars. So, yeah, um, I I still think that's my favourite episode. Um, Fantastic. Well, yeah, no, well, it's, I mean, it's a great episode. I mean, it's surrealism to the max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as you say, it's the first, well... Well, it's a bottle episode. It's I, I guess the first uh, Darius centric one, mm-hmm. I think, because um, he up until that point he was more of like a side character, uh, and I mean he still still is again. But it was nice to see one episode just following him, um, and yeah, just I mean really excellent, really really <laughs> really well acted, <laughs> really weird beats. Um, just yeah, really interesting, and and it also starts off by revealing that Darius just does like delivery or, or like pick. Yeah, pick he up, does our jobs, d- <laughs> which is the kind of feel you get from him that he just does like he just does whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at any minute he could he could stop doing that and just go and do something else. Yeah, be extremely um, ca- be careful. These are extremely cold. <laughs> Which I still think is probably the most, the best thing that sums up Darius. 
Yeah, I know you love that. I've just yeah, I've just remembered where that from. That's, that's very not from that episode, from but it's episode, just but, it's yeah. just brilliant. And it's reminded <laughs> me actually talking about the Keith Stanfield Darius centric episodes. We haven't even talked about the the suffocation of Tupac Shakur. Yeah, we um, didn't even touch on that from season three. I mean, there's just so much madness. <laughs> and I can't even tell you which episode I mean what I think it's the first one that we see with all of them which is would that be the second episode yeah Sinterklaas has come into town <laughs> oh yeah where the guy beats up the guy in blackface thinking it's her <laughs> yeah at the end oh yeah, yeah, god yeah, yeah. oh god yeah I mean yeah season three. that was chilling <laughs> It was like you think it's someone who's like terminally ill and they're going to die any moment, and then that, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, because they kill him. Because they kill him, and like the thing that drops. Oh no! Wait, the thing it's that the drops. most elaborate thing you've ever seen. They like it's not like a guillotine. It just no, drops it's cling film. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, and it was quite nice to see the inside of a Dutch prison where they like <laughs> take your order. And yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, fantastic. Alex. And, uh, yeah, we we love Teddy Perkins. I mean, a, a, a really funny beat from that episode is where he, uh, I mean, the titular Teddy Perkins himself. Um, is that the name of the main guy? The other yeah. guy that's walking around? Yeah. He, uh, like, <laughs> he's eating his ostrich egg. Yeah. And he offers Darius some water and he, like, presses a thing and speaks into it and says okay can you get Darius a glass of water and then like five minutes later it hasn't come and Darius says oh where, have you where's your butler with the water and Teddy Perkins goes well no nah, no nah, I wasn't that wasn't calling anyone that was just a voice memo to myself and then he plays it back gets up and goes and get him, gets him the water <laughs> and by the way it then just devolves into them both walking throughout through the house to different rooms and he never gets in the water because the next time we see him they're both upstairs and he hears yep. music coming from a room and he goes to the room and he's just in there playing piano and he's like oh I'm just getting you that water <laughs> so yeah I mean really really good episode is that your favourite episode? no <gasps> absolutely not in fact it's my least favourite episode oh okay fair enough well, the twist. Um, my favourite episode is quite hard to decide. I really, really like The Jacket, which oh, is yeah. the 10th and final episode of from season, season one. one, because it's, it's, uh, it's location to location, frenetic adventure, where they're just going, he's, he's having to... Uh, retrace his steps of what happened the night before and it's like he's figuring stuff out and he's <laughs> having to talk to all these people and I just really like it uh, where it's just I love any episode of anything like that where it's like you're having to re you're slowly uncovering the mystery by remembering what happened <laughs> and, you, and like there's little clues popping up to, to lead you to the next thing to investigate um, and yeah and then it turns out like he doesn't say for the whole episode why he needs the or why the jacket is so important to him, but then it turns out it's where he was keeping the key to the storage locker he's sleeping in. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, it's not. 
because he actually gave that key to his friend at the start of the night who then comes and returns it to him mm-hmm. um, anyway that's a really lovely episode I haven't watched it in a couple well in at least a year to be fair um, can I guess what another contender might be then uh, do you want to well, why don't you guess and then I'll tell you <laughs> Well, I, I'm tempted to guess Barbershop because it's a very similar episode, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Barbershop... Well, I'll tell you what. In season two, episodes five to eight are Barbershop, Teddy Perkins, Champagne Pappy, which is when mm-hmm. they're at Drake's New Year's party. Yeah. Uh, where Van and her friends are. Uh, and then, and then woods where Paper Boy gets lost in lost in the woods. Might that be the greatest? Those episode are four still? episodes in a <laughs> row, and they are all perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, and they, that they is why be, season, that may be the best television ever. Yeah, that is why season two is still my favourite season, and I absolutely love all of those episodes. So maybe I'm the jacket. To agree. Maybe the jacket on its own. But the fact that we get these four episodes in a row, and I love all of them, but yes, I do think Barbershop is my favourite just because of, like like I said and like you said, it's, it follows the thing that I like of... I mean, it's a, it's, the, it's, it's a bottle episode in the sense that it's following one person, but then it's the opposite in the sense they go location to location, just mm-hmm. and paper and poor Paperboy just, <laughs> just wants a wants haircut. haircut. <laughs> but his barber's just like, oh, just one more thing, i just got to one, run one more errand. It's like, do you want some food? Are you hungry? It's like, well, I mean, yeah, sure, if we're already out. And then he just goes to a construction site, steals and someone's food, leftovers. and then tries to take take the materials as well. And, and the is, thing for me yeah, that I love about that episode is right at the end, when he's getting his hair cut with someone else, he decides to go back to his barber, <laughs> the original barber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, I mean, what, what does that signify? <laughs> Abuse is and, uh, yeah. ad- addictive. I don't abuse know. Abuse goes unchecked. It's just a, it's just a, an inescapable relationship. Mm. But yeah, I love that episode. But I also love that run of episodes. Um, Barbershop, Teddy Perkins, we just talked about. Uh, Champagne Pappy. The it's Van and her friends. They're at uh, supposedly Drake's New Year's party. But spoiler alert: they never meet Drake. And it turns out he wasn't even there. It is his house, but he's at a different party. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there, and it's a and it's another thing where even though they're in one, or they're obviously in one mansion, but they're still able to go to location to location. <laughs> and there's just a million things going on, and and it keeps coming back. And then at the very end, Darius is there because of course he is for some reason, <laughs> and he's just pondering life in a pool. He's just floating on like a pool floaty and just thinking about stuff. And he's talking to a girl who like got too drunk earlier in the episode or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just a really, really good episode. Uh, and then immediately after that, we have Woods, which is where Paperboy <laughs> gets lost in the woods. There's an attempted mugging. He runs into the woods and then he just has a weird night in the woods. Mm. And it's- which is kind of reminiscent of um, New Jazz. Yeah. So so, yeah. I mean, there you go. I just those are my very cool. I I can't I can't pin down my favorite episode. But when I first saw the jacket, 
I was mm-hmm. like, I, lo- I love this. I love mm-hmm. this. Se- I love this series. I love Donald Glover. I love this episode. Um, but since after having rewatched, I definitely did rewatch season one once, but I've rewatched season two many more times. In particular, those four uh, episodes in the middle of the season, because yeah, as I say, fantastic television. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Atlanta, everyone, it's really <laughs> go good. watch it. It's really good. <laughs> oh. Oh. And yeah, uh, season four upcoming, we will definitely watch it, I mean, as soon as it comes out. And then, um, and then yeah, I mean, maybe we can do we can do a season ranking, or we, can, mm-hmm. we could rank every episode if we really wanted. Why I not? mean, we already disagree about number one, although I do love Teddy <laughs> Perkins. <so. laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, what fantastic television. Thank you, Donald Glover. I look forward to it very much. Bullet Train, do you want to talk about that? Because I don't get the hype. I don't really want to see it. I don't care about Brad Pitt with long hair. Okay, so... Okay. So it seems the initial appeal from everyone is like, when you see the trailer, it's like one of these new, newer movie, newer action movies where it's like frenetic and like the the characters are making they're doing quips and they're all being all funny meanwhile they're like killing people like they're, they're making light of killing people and and it's got a cool soundtrack and it's all flashy like neon lights and it's very much you know one of these guardians of the galaxy type things where it's like everyone loves them and goes and see oh like deadpool 2 you know stuff like that but and you know that makes me not like it <laughs> same as mm. you but supposedly it's really good it's got very good reviews it is directed by david leach who i believe i've talked about before on this podcast as being the um director or uh fight choreographer for lots and lots of films with really good fight sequences that i love like atomic blonde uh the john wick series deadpool both of them i think um and he does lots of other really good... Um, I think he's involved with Baby Driver. Okay. You know, he, d- he does lots of really good work when he is the uh, fight choreographer. But he has also recently been directing films. I think he did Hobbs and Shaw, which uh, I right. ended up seeing just because he was involved with it. Like, I've never watched a Fast and Furious and I never really want to. But that one, because that one was more of like a superhero movie, <laughs> you know, it had like Idris Elba with a special chip in his back or something. Yeah. I don't remember that movie, but it, but it was not <laughs> about cars is the point. Um, but it ended up, I ended up really enjoying it. Well, that's um, good. So yeah. So yeah, he, uh, the person making this, I, I really, really like, as you said, it's got Paperboy in it from Atlanta. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it just seems to be really good. So I will be seeing it and I will report back to you. Thank you very much for listening to Behold Mankind this week. Uh, probably a, a little bit of a shorter episode. Hopefully we haven't um, waffled well, on I mean, too hopefully. much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will try and edit it down. Um, I hope you've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's been a felt, good one. It's felt like a, a more free-flowing conversation. Even though it's one of the more structured ones, it feels like <laughs> we've been Funny able to... Funny how that works out. Yeah, we've been able to, like, you know, rather than trying to go off a script which we we've never really done but it's like rather than have it being forced it was quite it was quite natural and i really enjoyed it 
And it was nice when, to catch up. When will we be back? We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, soon, hopefully. Um, soon, hopefully. I, I start properly working on the 1st of September. Um, so... I guess weekends only, and we'll 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 see if we have anything to to talk about. Um, but yeah, all right, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>